It's said that your real life begins where your comfort zone ends. Well, it's about to get real as we have radically authentic conversations to help you thrive in your personal and professional life while navigating the twists and turns of being human. Buckle up, because this might get uncomfortable. Starts right now with Jason Robel and Whitney Lordson. I saw that you have a big passion for unlocking, or wait, this was your topic for City Summit. It was called Unlocking Entrepreneur Vitality. Is That's that correct. right. Yeah. So why did you choose that topic? Where did that title come from? And why did you want to talk about that here? First of all, vitality is having energy and being like in your best state, right? And so entrepreneur vitality is being in your best state while still being an entrepreneur. And so many times people that are entrepreneurs and whether you are listening and you're an entrepreneur or you just, you're, you know, just working busy at home or you taking care of a family or whatnot, you always have something to do and something to take care of. But sometimes you forget about taking care about your vitality. Yes. So how do you define vitality? Vitality is like living in your peak state, being able to be your highest energy, being your true potential. Because too many times people will compare themselves to someone else where they say, well, I'm healthier than that person or they're, you know, I'm not in a, my hospital bed or I'm still able to walk around. But if you're just getting by, you're not really living at your true potential because you could be doing more, have more energy and, and it's not going to cost you or make you have to work harder. It's just doing the right things. And so that's why I talk about the three keys to unlocking it. Like there's three simple keys to unlock entrepreneur vitality or, or leadership vitality or being a stay-at-home mom vitality. You know, whatever the case is, is unlocking that to do these things to be at your best so you can help other people around you. Yes. And have you read any of Brendan Burchard's work? Yeah, yeah. Brendan Brendan Burchard's a really good, really good mentor. He's his I love his work. Have you been to any of his events? I haven't. I know he had one down recently in San Diego. I think I had a, a Tony Robbins event at that same time. I would have been there if not. Okay. Yeah, because Jason and I both are are huge Brendan Burchard fans and uh, he's really been a, a mentor to us. We've been to a few of his events and he has a great book about high performance. And so that really inspired us. And that's kind of the core of a lot of the work that we do as well. So that's exciting to hear you talk yeah, about that. Yeah, I, I take some stuff from his book. I haven't fully read it, but I've picked in and out. And so good. That one specific about yeah, high, high performance, performance yeah. habits. Yes. Yeah, there's so many different knowledge books and stuff, but his is a great one. What other books do you like to read? One of the really good ones that I just read recently is, uh, well, there's, there's a couple. And I do a lot of Audible books. Yeah, me too. Because, you know, <laughs> this is the thing. And I talk about this actually in my my program when I coach people is, the difference between audible books and like physical books, mm -hmm. there's a difference, right? Because not everyone could do physical, not everyone could just do audible, but they have their own benefits. Like obviously net time, which is no extra time. That's when you're driving. That's when you're on the treadmill. That's when you have no extra time, but you could still learn and put an audible book in. If you're going to listen to music while you're driving, you might as well listen to an audible book. Think about that one thing that you could hear that could change your life. Right. So Audible has that. Plus, it hits a different part of your brain. So you retain it differently because some people are audio learners. Some people are visual. Some people are kinesthetic, which means that you're hands on. So but then the physical book is nice because you devote your time. You're reading it. And the coolest thing, too, about the physical book is when you read it, you're transcribing what's on the, the pages in your head and you're saying it in your own voice. Because as you read, you're like saying the words in your head, most likely. If not, I'm just kind of a weird person. I'm the only one that does that. Because when you hear audible, it's someone else speaking and you kind of just hear that. But when you're transcribing it, now you're putting it into your brain as your own thoughts. 
So as you do, that's why reading is so important because then you're starting to think like the most successful people, the most giving people, the wisest people, and their thoughts become your thoughts. And that's how you level yourself up. So what are, have been some of your favorite books? What books are you reading yeah. now? So right now I'm actually listening to an audible book called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Oh, I love him. Have you, have you? Untethered Soul. I, that's the next one I'm going to get oh my into. my gosh, it's yeah. one of the best books I've ever read. I've had multiple different people, not just like, you know, like, like more spiritual people. I've had business people relate to this and, and say, we need to read this and, and just good, like entrepreneurial friends. And I'm just like, wow, like, okay, I'm going to read it. And I'm just like, wow, this is, it's such a beautiful way of showing that you can like this, you could surrender and still live in, in your heart and your spirit, but still be successful. Yes. I think it's kind of key. It's very key. And he shows it through his life because people think that if they slow down or they meditate or they don't work as hard, they don't think they're going to be as successful or effective. But this guy is running big businesses and meeting people and just his life is lining up because he's surrendering to the flow, but also still taking action. Right. That's a big thing. Very important. And that's important to vitality as well, right? I mean, you have to recharge yourself. You have to recharge yourself. When you work out, it's, I say this because the quicker you can relate business with health or you can relate life with health, whatever the case is that's going to work for you, the quicker you understand that it's important, the vitality. When you work out every day, you're doing, uh, say, squats or bicep curls, whatever, you're breaking muscle down. You're not putting muscle on, you know, you're not getting stronger when you're in the gym, you're breaking it down. The recovery and the buildup comes from the rest days, from the proper nutrition, from taking your time off. So it's the same thing with life. If you're just going nonstop and not having time to meditate or do breath work, these are the things that allow you to become better and stronger that people don't realize. So Michael Singer is so good at that. He shows how he's doing the breath work, the meditation, the things that are allowing him to go into whole new realms of success. I listened to The Untethered Soul as an audio book, and it really, I, I would listen to it while I was taking a walk or driving to a fitness class or something. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it really hit me. And it's one of those books that I could listen to again because I feel like every time you take in that information, you you receive it differently. And I'm somebody who often will listen to an audiobook and then read it, or vice versa. Because like you were saying, I take in the information differently. Right now I'm I'm reading this book called Attached, which is a fascinating book about relationships and and personal dynamics. And I read part of it and I listened to it. It was almost like hearing a whole different book, listening to it. I didn't take in the information the same way as when I was reading it, which I think is so fascinating. Yeah. And I'm like you where I rarely listen to music in the car. I'm always listening to an audio book and sometimes a podcast. Yeah. Well, for people listening onto this is sometimes maybe if you never listen to a podcast or whatnot, literally when I started my journey just a few years ago, i was very afraid of listening to a podcast. It's like, oh, it's going to be boring. It's going, I mean, obviously people are here right now listening to podcasts, which is awesome. You guys are already in it. But I never listened to one. I was like, I, you know, because I was kind of scarred from school growing up, like reading these big, long, boring books and in English class. And so I didn't even want to open up a book, let alone listen to a podcast. And then I listened to my very first podcast. And I was like, which is what? It was uh, Lewis Howe's Summon of Greatness. Yeah. And Ed Milet. Yeah, so Ed Milet's a great entrepreneur guy that's a Christian and just really brings on really good motivational people. But I was like, wow, this is so good because it's so condensed and it's just straight facts and you can see what you want to read. And so for people, like same thing with the books is like even the audio books, like I was like, just like, oh my gosh, like I'm just going to get bored of my mind. But what happens is when you start training yourself to like it and see the reward and you're seeing the benefit, 
you're going to start craving to do it more you're gonna, because it's all momentum, right? That's why they say that the rich gets richer and the poor gets poorer because it's just all about momentum. And consistency, which is really important to you, I saw. That's something we speak a lot about and, and have noticed a lot of people struggle with is being more consistent. And, and you also said consistency and clarity, yes, right? Consistency and clarity. You can take action and you can put the hard work in, but if you're putting it into something you're not clear on, one, you'll get frustrated and you probably won't know where you're going. Two, you might be going the total wrong way, right? You know, you can't expect to run east and look for the sunset, right? So just because you're running east and you're looking for the sunset doesn't mean that you're going to get the results you want. So I say, for example, when I talk to some of my clients, I'm like, look, you could be working out, you could be eating nutrition, doing all these things and climbing up this ladder on the side of a building, right? You're putting in effort, sweating, getting your sweat equity. But if you get to the top and you see that you're on the wrong side of the building and you're not getting the results you want, that's pretty depressing almost because you're working so hard, but you have to work with clarity and efficiency. So what's your advice for people to gain clarity? You have to write things down. And I've, I've struggled with this too, right? I'm, I'm here, people listening, I'm right there with you. Like for the longest time I thought, okay, I could think of that, I'm good, I'm good. But what happens is there's so much craziness going up in your head, you know, because it's not, it's, it's abstract. But when you make it into something concrete, like you write your goals down, that's why vision boards are so important. It's not just about visualizing, which is very good clarity, but putting on a board so you can see that every single day. Oh yeah, I always set my desktop background to be oh, all yeah. my, she's got all a, my thing. She's got a beautiful vision board. <laughs> see, the, the, the power behind that, and this is part of high performance habits, this is about peak performance training, is understanding the realness of how the brain works so you can maximize your own potential. A vision board, you know that every time you're looking at that, you're now showing your brain, which has a system in there, it's called the reticular activating system, it filters out 99% of everything happening, right? Because we have all the senses. We're not feeling our heartbeat in our ear. We're not feeling the shirt on our skin until we start thinking about it because it's filtering that out. We could start being all aware of that, but we would go insane. So when you start to show your brain the 1% of what's important to you, which is the vision board you see every day, that's when your brain starts to say, okay, I need to figure out an unconscious level what is important, which is obviously I, I want to have that beautiful house. I want to be able to have that dream job, whatever the case is. And it's going to make you subconsciously go towards that path. And that's why you almost see everyone that has a vision board eventually gets there because they have a destination. If you're going to fly from LAX to Florida, you have to know you're going to Florida and you're, the path won't be straight, right? For anyone that flies on a plane or was a pilot or whatnot, even though it shows a straight line going to Florida, it's not a straight line. It's going up and down a couple hundred miles. There's there's wind and all that, but you still have your destination and you will still get there. If you didn't have a destination, you'd probably end up in New York, right? So as long as you know the destination, which is your vision board, your why, the how will come in between. And that's very important for everyone here. Just figure out, write it down, be clear of what you want. General goals get general outcomes, okay? Now, general goals get general outcomes. The more specific you are, the more you're going to be able to find a way to get that, right? They say uh, smart goals, right? So smart goals, if you want to search that up, being able to be measurable, attainable, the time, the duration, all these things. So you could be like, wow, I could get that in three months when I thought it was a year. And that's when you're going to get clarity and consistency and your life will change from the smallest things to the biggest things. Yeah, for sure. And and I feel like meditation is such a good path to clarity, right? Because if you can just tune things out and not be so concerned about everything going around you, because to your point, meditation can help us pay attention to the simple things like what our 
shirt feels like on our skin. Yeah. You know, in meditation, people get kind of like scared of meditation because like, I can't stop thinking. Meditation doesn't have to be where you stop thinking. Yes, that's a great way. I'm still struggling with that, right? I still work every day. You know, it's it's uh, every t- it's like a mirror, right? There's a dirty mirror and you take a rag and you wipe away some of the dust and you're going to see there's more dust and more dust. That's what meditation is. is you're, before you can see the reflection of yourself, you have to clean away a lot of the dust and dirt. And so that's why people are like, oh, I'm losing my thought every 20 seconds. That's part of the process. The real challenge and the real reward is bringing yourself back when you lose your thought or you start going thinking about work or family. So that's meditation. But meditation can be working out. Meditation could be listening to a podcast and getting into a, a zone. And But yeah, when you can find clarity through taking the external noise and putting it out and only have your internal thoughts, that's when you start getting clarity. So little things like that. For sure. And I love that you mentioned the importance of writing things down. My recent practice is I go to an early morning yoga class and I will get there early enough so I have some time to read. I'll read a book and I'll, I'll take some notes as I'm reading it. I'll go into class and I'll be thinking about the things that I read. And then I'll kind of have these aha moments while I'm practicing yoga. And then after class, I'll try to write them down so I don't forget them. And that is making sure that they don't just become passing thoughts, but I'm able to retain some of the more important things that are occurring to me. And that has really helped me gain more clarity. You're exactly right. And this is a question for everyone to be listening to think to themselves is, when was the last time that you had a thought? It was an amazing thought, right? Something came up, whether it was you woke up at four in the morning or it just came up, you're like, okay, I'm going to remember that. And then 20 minutes later, you forgot it. And they're like, wait, what was that? And you're scratching your head and all that. That is the difference. And if you practice like what you said, writing it down, now you can come back to it later. Whatever, it's a small thought, big thought. That's why one of the biggest things I say for a good sleep habit every night is to journal. Yes. Before you go to bed. Journaling. Yeah. Before you go to bed. Journaling. There's two different things. There's journaling and the other one is called brain dumping. Mm -hmm. Right. So journaling is for more just writing your thoughts out. And once again, like journaling has been something new. These are like, you know, I've done all the other habits and stuff, but journaling, writing, I'm like, okay, you know, but I tried it. I felt so good because I thought I was going to like, you just free write, right? There's no reasons or rhymes. You just write what your thoughts are, but your pen is going to go different directions of what you thought you were thinking. But when you put it on paper, you're like, oh, okay, that's, that makes sense. And you start writing it and then you just feel so clear. And then think about this when you're six months later and you look back at your journal, you could see what you were thinking and how you were, how the words were and all the verbiage that you were using. And be like, wow, like I've transformed so much. Like the words I'm using now are so different. But you're not going to be able to remember what you're thinking six months ago. That's why writing it down is so important. And then the brain dumping is like if you have a lot of tasks you got to do. And there's those nights, you know, I'm sure we could all relate where those nights we stayed up like we couldn't sleep because our mind is going a thousand miles per hour. Because we got to remember this and that and that and that. If you brain dump, which is like, okay, send a message to this person tomorrow. Write it down. Right. This is all right now because you're taking it from your abstract to the or the abstract to the concrete. And you write it all down. Now you don't have to worry about it because you know you'll wake up in the morning and see it. And that's going to help you get a good sleep. So if anyone that's struggling with that right now, write down everything on your head. Take like two or three minutes. You will be able to go to sleep right there. Yeah, absolutely. So one other thing that I'm curious about for you, because you do a lot of social media, is do you find yourself getting into the comparison trap? Do you do that now? Have you done that in the past? What has been your experience with with being somebody, especially with somebody like you who does fitness work? There's a lot of fitness people on social media. 
There's a lot of people talking about high performance and vitality and entrepreneurship. And that can sometimes be interpreted as competition. That can be sometimes interpreted as a comparison, like you thinking, are you better or worse than somebody else on social media? Do you struggle with that? Have you struggled with it? Yeah. You know, straight off the bat, I think it's innate for the human, for us humans to struggle with that. Like everyone does. I did. Right. And I, and there's, I don't think about that too much anymore, to be honest. And I'm not too far in my journey of where it could be yet. But yeah, I had a point where when I started the fitness journey, I was comparing myself to other people that were more fit or doing better or getting more likes or whatnot. But it got to a point where, first off, I'll give you guys a tip here listening in is who you surround yourself is who you're going to become, right? So who's around you is who you're going to become. Your net worth, your relationship style, right? Your your status, everything is because you are like the people around you. We have these things called mirror neurons. We reflect what we see. It's science. So first off, if you are following a bunch of people that, you know, there's a really good rule that I got from an influencer that I uh, follow. He's like, if you see someone on social media and they just make you cringe a little bit or, you know, like, okay, maybe I won't like this photo or, but, you know, he's not a bad person or she's not a bad person. If you're getting those thoughts, you need to unfollow them. And no matter if they don't, haven't done anything wrong to you or whatnot, and maybe they're a close friend. I know it's tough, but if they're giving you those feelings, why do you need those thoughts in your head for no reason? So unfollow them. It's okay. You're not going to hurt their feelings, but you are going to allow yourself to become better, which in the long run, will be able to come back and maybe support that person mm. in a new way. Oh, I like that about the supportive part. You can also mute people on you Facebook or them. Instagram. That's nice too. Right? Yeah, so, that so that's way. a little more friendly way, you know, <laughs> exactly. but you guys got to understand, you know, everyone listening is that if you are not living to your true potential, you will not be able to serve others. And if you're only giving and not being a little selfish for yourself, you're actually being more selfish because you're giving from a cup that's not 100%, an overflowing cup. So if you're not taking care, because I, I trust me, I've, I've worked with moms that are just nonstop for their kids, doing whatever they can, but they're just draining themselves and they're becoming more and more depleted and depressed and not, but they're giving 100% for the kids, but they're only 60% of what they could be. But think about that. There's 100% they're giving their kids is really only 60% now. Instead of if you take an hour out of your day, do your meditation, your yoga, it's okay to tell your family, hey, I need my space. Get your workout in so you can be an overflowing cup of joy and abundance and energy and all these things. Now that one hour is going to allow you to be able to give infinite amount more to other people. And you're not going to burn out after a couple of weeks. That's the one thing I could really say. I know this is going off of the social media, but this is the idea though, same thing with social media is that if you feel like you're going to hurt someone's feeling because you don't follow them because they're putting those thoughts in your head or like, you know, maybe the, the jealousy thoughts or just the main thing is it's just like, why are they doing that? You don't need to think that. So unfollow that. The second thing for social media is to start following people that give you aspiration, but not only people that give you aspiration, but people you can conspire with, right? There's three levels. There's there's people you inspire who are under you that want to be where you're at, right? There's people you conspire with, which are people that are around you, and people you aspire with. And those are the people that you want to become. But if you're only aspiring to be like people, you're going to always be reaching and not be able to actually get progress. You need to have a balance of people you can conspire with. Your girlfriends, your your friends, your maybe some business people that you know that you can conspire with and learn where they're at on the same journey so you could grow. Because if you're only following the biggest influencers, you're going to be like, oh, what? I can never be like that, right? You see yourself being apart from them when in reality, you know, I used to think that too. 
But then now I'm friends with a lot of them. I'm just like, they're just people. They're just like, I'm friends with some of the top motivational speakers in the world. And I'm, you know, some of my clients are Tony Robbins speakers. And I'm just like, they're just people. But if you only see them as like that big aspirational person on social media, which it could portray, you will think that you're not enough. And I've had that problem. But when you start to conspire and get towards them or, or reach out to them like a normal person, if you ever want to message them or whatnot, treat them like a normal person. If you see them in person, treat them like you've met them before and you're a friend and not just a, a fan. You could be a fan, but if you're trying to have something more, have a conversation with them. Don't just ask for a picture. Those are the things that allow, because once you ask for a picture, it triggers a response in their nervous system because they had it so much where they're like, okay, here's another fan. Like, let's just take a picture. I'm not like, I don't see you as anything more. It's just innate, right? Because that's how they're been, they've been programmed as celebrities or influencers. But if you go up to them and you find some way to bring like a unique value to them, right? You go to an event you see an influencer, you go up to there, like do some research. You do some research and you go and like say something about maybe something about their personal life that's very genuine. Wow, like this person's something different. Like maybe, it doesn't mean you're going to get their number right there, but maybe you can spark a conversation where if you see them again, now you build it. It's a long-term game. Yeah, for sure. And that's a good segue into something else I wanted to talk about from your social media which is how you went to a Tony Robbins event. This is how I interpreted your post. Tell me if I'm wrong. But you told him there on stage that you were going to, you wanted to be a worldwide speaker. Is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And then a few days later, now you're here. Was it that short of a timeline? Yes. Yeah. Tell us that story because I could tell through your words and through your photos that this is a really big moment for you. And what did it mean for you? And how's it been feeling? Yeah, you know, so to add a little more emphasis to that story so you guys know, everyone listening, is that three months before here where we were talking, I went to a Tony Robbins event where it's 13,000 people. And, you know, I was ready to have my coaching business and I'm ready helping all these these different small business owners to Fortune 500 CEOs to just people around the nation's online program. And a couple of days before that, I went to, I had one of my good friends who's a big motivational speaker, Nick Santanastasso. If you guys know him or not, he's a young guy that speaks all over the world. He doesn't have any legs or an arm, but he just does all these things that most people don't. Like he's snowboarding, he's skiing, he's doing all these crazy things. And he's showing that he's not a victim, but he's being a victor. And that's his message. Mm. And so I became good friends with them, just like how I told you guys early about approaching someone as a, as a friend, like giving them value, not just ask for a picture. And that's how we became really close. And they invited me to this speaker workshop to build my signature talk. And I was like, well, one day I'll probably need that, right? I didn't even see like this happening, what we're doing right now. And so I built it and then that, because I took that first step, right? The first step is always the scariest. It's out of your comfort zone. It's not the normal, it's the uncomfortable. But the first step leads into results and action and you have to keep moving forward, but things start playing in. So I took that first step and said, I'm gonna build my, my signature talk and we'll see how it goes. Now, little did I know, I built this confidence too, right? It's just like people take first step getting in the gym. Little did I know, they start working out. They start feeling so much more confident. They're talking, if they're single, they're talking to more men or women, you know, like they're starting to feel like they actually appreciate their body. They're wearing new clothes. Wow, it's a, it's a whole momentum effect. So then I'm like, okay, like I, maybe I should, like I maybe I do see being myself being a speaker. And then the next day was when I had my flight to Miami, went to Tony Robbins. And the first day we had to write out our extraordinary life. Only because I took that first step, now my mind, my reticular activating system is now focusing on, wow, maybe I should be, I am, I am going to be a top speaker in the world. 
And so then I was writing this down. I'm going to speak on Tony's stage. And we're sharing this to the people around us. And then we do our, you know, thing a couple minutes later. And we're all like, you know, Tony brings us up and we're all like dancing to music, going, you know, getting into peak state. And for some reason, I wanted to stand up for a little longer. I'm down on the front row, right? But it's a couple rows down. And he's like, all right, who wants to share your extraordinary life? And I raised my hand instantly, right? Innate nature. They could see you because you were still standing. Still standing. (laughs) And so now he calls on me. He's like, you, sir, tell me your extraordinary life. And everyone's, you know, 13,000 people in here. Here's me three days ago, just built my signature talk with just this idea of being a speaker. And I'm telling not only the number one speaking coach in the world, number one, like just coach in the world, but 13,000 people. I was like, I'm going to be speaking on stages all over the world. I'm going to be traveling and speaking and I'm going to be on your stage, Tony. And everyone just erupted. And (laughs) so I share this because that was just three months ago. And now here we are on this stage here at City Summit and everything trickles in. So anyone listening, if you have a dream or ambition, all it takes is one step. Success is not some sort of big, big package that comes out of nowhere. Success is the small steps. Success is not going to run a mile. Success is being able to wake up and put your running shoes on or being able to put your phone down and pick up the book, right? Because that is where the momentum builds. So don't think of it as something that's going to come to you in a drastic moment, just like failure. Failure is a small thing. So every day you don't work out or every day you are eating that snack. It's a compound effect. Every day that you're putting off your reading books to get more knowledge, you're missing out on an opportunity to change your life. So that's my little motivation on you can do it. I'm a normal person. You're a normal person. We like we just had this bigger why than the how. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you overanalyze, well, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I have enough money and I don't have time. I don't have resources. Then you're going to always fail. Because you're overanalyzing. But if you have a big enough why instead of, I don't know if I have enough money, time, or resources, I could say, but I want to be able to be a bigger impact for this person. I want to be able to have more financial freedom for my my family. And I want to be able to have this body that I could live for seeing my grandkids. The how will come later. That why will take you far. Just takes one step. That's so true. And I feel like a lot of people have trouble even getting to their why. And it's just keep coming back to what we've been talking about throughout this episode of the meditation and the exercise, all the journaling, it will help you get that clarity. And and sometimes it takes a while to get that clarity. But I think part of your point too, is that you need to be taking steps as you're gaining the clarity. So sometimes it's hand in hand. You might not know exactly what your why is, but that doesn't mean that you should stand still. Can I share something about really quick for them to, yeah. So if you have pen and paper, write this down. If not, go get it. (laughs) This is how you're going to find your why. There's four types of goals every single person has, whether it's just the new year goals or whatnot is first of all, number one is your self-development goals. All right. So you have self-development, you have your financial or economic goals, you have your toy or adventure. That's like your fun stuff. And you have your contribution goal. So you're going to have those four and you're going to just write out for a minute on each one of these. No holding back no thinking about how i'm going to do this just think about like just the biggest goals it doesn't have to be in the next year or not and just write out like just let your brain flow i want to be able to for the toy adventure i want to be able to go to bali i want to be able to have a a camping trip in the beautiful woods like no reason why then later after that minute you do that for each one you're going to go and circle the ones that you can see yourself doing in the next year and then after you circle yourself the ones you can see you can do in the next year You're going to write out three actionable things you could do to start that momentum, right? So if it's the, if you want to go do a silent retreat in India, you know, for your toy and adventure goal, 
what are you going to do? Okay, well, every week if I need to start making money, I'm going to put away 25 bucks and every week for my paycheck or whatnot, something small. But now think about that over a month. You're making, you know, a hundred bucks, a couple months, over a year, that's $1,200. Now you have that money specific for that. Now another goal, right? Or another step would be, I'm going to just start searching it up because now you're going to show your brain, hey, this is important. So that is one way you're going to find your why for your self-development, your financial, your toy and adventure, and your contribution. And if you do that, I'm telling you, you guys will be seeing a lot more prosperity, abundance, and clarity in your life. And vitality. And vitality. Yes, it all comes under that. It's that being in that peak state, being able to be in your true potential. I love that. That's a a really great note to end on and some actionable advice, which is so important. And I think it's also a wonderful way to summarize who you are because you're somebody who's taking in a lot of information and teaching it. And that's amazing. It sounds like we read a lot of similar books and I hear these things and and just hearing other people like you talk about them is, is really exciting because you're spreading a really important message. So thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. And to the listener, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to learn more about how to connect with you on Instagram, can you give a shout out to your Instagram handle? Yeah, so it's just my first and last name. I think this is the first time we t- said my name on here. So perfect. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> You've been anonymous. So my Instagram <laughs> is Jake Havron, H-A-V as in vitamin, R-O-N, Jake Havron. Go on there. If you came from this podcast, send me a message. I love to see how the these things you've put into your your day and your routine and, and send me a message. I love to connect with you. Great. And we will link to that in our show notes at wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com. Look for the show notes. Look for this episode. And is there anything else that we should link to that you're, or is Instagram kind of the place? Instagram, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, get, get, get too, much. too much where yes. you're like, you One get call to paralysis action. by analysis. Yes. Like, oh. But yeah, send me a message, honestly, and just imply these things, right? Common sense is not always common practice. That's right? why consistency is so important. Consistency, clarity, apply this. I'm not telling you things that are not helping. These are the things that the most successful people, the most wise people do. So if you do that, you're no different than them. They're just human beings like you, but they just apply this and make rituals every day. So you do this, I'm telling you, you will start to see changes and I would love to hear about that. Send me a message on Instagram at jcavron and uh, let's get connected. Yeah, or there. send us a group chat because I want to hear Ooh, this yeah. too. I well, would love I'll to have a whole conversation if you about bring, this. If you bring us in the group chat or not, I'll still be able to you know, tell you all about <laughs> yeah. it because that'd be exciting. And we'll also link to the books that we mentioned today too. So anybody awesome. that's inspired to read can read some of the books that have impacted your life. Thank you so much for sharing and being here and good luck with the rest of the event. Thank you. I appreciate you having me here. Thanks for listening and getting out of your comfort zone with us today. For show notes and more high-performance resources to help you thrive, go to wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com.